Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am Christine Lakin, and this week on the show, we have part two with Stacey Keenan. You're going to love this. We get into some of her worst dates ever, her worst vacations ever, and the worst case she's ever tried thus far. Plus, we get a little off topic with some true crime stuff, so get ready. If you're a murder file, like I am, you're going to really find this interesting. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. I do think we do need to go back, though, for a second. Uh, do you remember any worst dates? Yes. Mm. Well, okay. So I listened to your first episode with Jody Sweeten, which I enjoyed very much. Yeah. And there you were talking about dates that are sneakily dates. Sneaky dates. That you don't, the, the female oh, right, side right, right. is perhaps not informed that this is a date. Right. Yeah. And Lakin, you're actually part of this story. <gasps> Oh, no. Yes. What happened? Well, no. Okay. So you're not even going to remember this. But anyway. She um, doesn't remember dating Jeff Juday. No, I, well, I do. I forgot. That was, okay. That was bad. That's not. There's just been a lot of Andrew talk the last two weeks. I was just assuming. <laughs> Jeff Juday for well, four years and Andrew Keegan for two weeks. But she remembers fucking Andrew Keegan. Not, no, it's not. He was, well, and it made it Jeff sound like she dated every guy that was ever on the show. Because she was like, I don't know. Hmm, there was Andrew Keegan. <laughs> Let's see, who else? Who else? Um, All right, Okay, so this was a sneaky date. So this guy comes to our acting class, and I've been in this acting class forever. I love our teacher. He is, he's just this, he's not one of these guru acting teacher types. He's just this wise, brilliant person. And we're, you know, I've been with him forever. Um, I actually started there when I was 18. He wouldn't take anybody under 18. My mom called for me, and he's like, no, you have to be 18. So I waited however many years, and when I turned 18, I started going, and I just kept going back. He's a great teacher. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so this guy comes to class, and he's sitting with our teacher. And then he he's watching the work, and I did a scene that night or whatever, so then he wants to have like a general meeting with me. And for those of you out there in podcast land um, who are not familiar with the industry, a general, a general is just like, you know, you're not here to audition for any particular project. You're just so, here for us to meet to, each other in person. Sort of feel your personality so, out. Exactly. Keep and you then, in mind for roles right. that might be coming up. Exactly. And maybe we have something in development, right. maybe whatever. So he comes to, you know, so he watches the work, watches class, tells our teacher, you know, I, you know, give me her information. I want to have a general with her. And he was, I think, head of development at a, at some film company. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. So I go, I have this meeting with him at his office. It's all pretty pro, pretty legit. We're talking projects, this and that. So then he's like, I want to keep talking about this over dinner. And be, and this sounds very naive, but I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, we're just kind of vibing out. We're, we have a lot of prospects here. Yes, let us continue this conversation. So I go to dinner with him, and I think we went to Katana or one of those places. Right. And we, and so I meet him there and we're sitting there. And then at a certain point, he's like sitting next to me and now he's like touching my knee. And I'm like, whoa. whoa. And I'm even more disoriented because my teacher is legit. He doesn't let fools like this come in his class. It's not like that. It's a professional. He's a professional person. He's he. Anyway, 
So, so it's oh, even God. more shocking because I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on right now. So who comes in and sits down at the neighboring table? Lakin. That's right. With you some of did? her friends. Oh my God, that's right. And I remember, and now, I mean, we were, I think we went for a, um, I'm pretty sure it was for one of my, one of my good friends from college. I think she, it was like her, someone's bachelorette party or I can't it might have been her bachelorette party actually maybe yeah it's like in with like with a few girls yeah. and I'm and now I am feeling guilty I'm like oh my god Lakin is seeing me this guy is sitting next to me on the banquette suddenly uninvited from his side of the table boyfriend yes, yes I've been for with guy for a for hundred years so he's sitting next to me like touching my knee and I'm going Lakin must be thinking that I'm like cheating on guy because this here's this dude you know and and it was quite strange yeah it's it just was very out of character yes and I can see Lakin looking at me like what what is going on over there anyway so ultimately you know God, I completely forgot about that right so I managed to by the end of the night I finally told him like look I'm in a relationship I'm not sure what you know what I thought we were continuing our conversation from before if you thought this was something else and oh he was so pissed he didn't even try to be like oh okay you know sure whatever he he just turned on a dime and he was pissed that he had spent the money on the dinner and the champagne or whatever and he just just on a dime just turned it's so gross it is and then I went to his I went to my teacher and I told him and he was horrified shocked and that guy never never came back to our class I will not say his name but but that's you know yeah that That is the worst date ever that's a good one Stacey well it's so it's just our well, daughter, she thought it was my daughter funny. thinks it's hilarious. She thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> George like, is laughing cool. at That's what's so tricky in this, especially in this industry, because it's so cash and everyone's like, oh, let's just talk. Oh my, let's just go have a drink. Let's yeah, just go have like a quick dinner. Yeah, we're just, we're Because it's someone... always built around right. a premiere, a screening, a, an event, a drinks, a dinner. These are the things we do. But, so it's very hard to discern when it suddenly turns into like a weird date until that moment when someone's either touching your knee or like lunging at you over a parking meter trying to like kiss you and you're like, whoa, I thought we were, whoa, sweet. But it, also if you're- Are you buying my show? Yeah, if you're hanging out, what, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, because that happened to you. Your guy yeah. lunged over a parking meter? Oh, yeah. She loves these kind of dates. I don't love these I mean, kind of dates. I'm just saying. she's. They've happened to me, but I'm, you know, here's the problem. I, I know that I'm a personable person. I know when I'm also in like a selling mode of like, oh, cool, you like the product I'm selling. Yes, let's talk about it. Like, and I and I'm selling my personality. I'm selling who I who I am as a creator. Um, I just always assume that I like I'm giving everyone the benefit of the doubt that it's all on yes. the up and up until and especially as like a businesswoman, are you not supposed to? Someone's like, let's just continue to talk about this. No, actually, I think we shouldn't talk about that. Like, uh, of course, you're going to be like, yes, let's let let's continue because I like where this is going and. Right. And you're trying to do business. You're trying to do business. Right. And and then, you know, there's a whole I don't know if you've seen. Can you imagine if it happened in reverse? Can you imagine? I bet it has. I'm sure. But I mean, like if if the guy was really just there to do business and all of a sudden you started to like play footsie under the table. Can you imagine? I just feel like a man would be like, oh, oh, if he didn't want it like this is now very inappropriate. Like, I just don't feel like. I just yeah. don't feel like it would be the same. I, yeah, I think. Right, well, there's that Amy. This <laughs> <in> not. <laughs> All right, take it easy. I, I just think it. I just think it probably very rarely happens the other way. No, around. I'm just saying to you is, that, and I'm not. Listen, it <laughs> happens on both ends. I'm sure. 
I'm sure it has. I just don't think it happens as often. I understand yes. what you're saying, but it's happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What, did yes. you, you have some? You, I don't. You have some experience of some I don't, woman coming on to you. But I just don't want you to put tell. down everybody. That you're not putting down. Who am I putting down? It's not a, I'm not putting everyone. I don't want to get all lawyery on you, Christine. <laughs> oh my god! But okay, worst vacation ever. Well, wait. I just want to say. Oh, yes, fi- one last thing on that point. There is an inside Amy Schumer sketch on this. It's not directly on point. It's not her having a casting couch situation or a business situation, but it's her basically at a party and her date has gone to get her a drink. Bless you. That was one of Lakin's doggies sneezing. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, the wheels and are so falling she, off over here. She's by herself at this party while her date goes to get her a drink. And then d- different guys come up and try to snake in. And then she, when she says like, you know, if they want to go get her a drink and she says something like, oh, well, just to let you know, I am here with a date. They're like, oh, oh, what? You're so hot. Oh, you think I'm hitting on you yeah, just because right. I'm being polite. Right. Kind of, but I so relate to wherever that came from. So yeah. What made angry. her write that? He, he got, got angry, angry like because that. all of a sudden his sneaky date didn't work. Like, right. well, right. So, th- so he then put, he's. Was he turning it around on you? Well, he was. You mean in my case or in the? In your case, was well, he, he was just, no, but he was just very mad when I like, made it clear that I wasn't gonna go home with him that night, which I think is what he thought was gonna happen, and that you had a boyfriend, and this that I had a boyfriend, and that I just thought about business. This was you thought. a continuation of our meeting, basically, and he was just pissed off and ice cold, you know. But the point of this sketch was all about if you don't say something. Then it's like what you're leading the guy on or you're trying to get him right. to buy you drinks or something. Right. But then if you do say something, then you're being presumptuous. But I just love that sketch because it's such a I've you know, I'm, I know you have felt that before. Oh, yeah. Do you say oh, something? Do you totally. not say something? I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it was a uh, my situation. It was a very, very, very confusing moment. And then afterwards, I was like, did, did that just did he just lean? Wow. Did he lunge? What what was that? And this is a development, exactly. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know the story. <laughs> All right. So then, worst vacation? Any bad vacations? Um, I did go backpacking through Europe at age eighteen. This was probably on a hiatus from the show. Um, which I mean, now I the terror that my mom felt. Oh, I, I'm I get sure. it now. Myself too. Can you imagine six and a half weeks? And like this is before anyone really. I had like an emergency cell phone, but it was really all just like I'll check in like every four or five days from an internet cafe. No problem yeah, staying in crazy. a hostel in the middle yeah. of Berlin. That is crazy totally. To yeah, there was. I'm gonna absolutely... go to Greece by myself. Yes, but we're in a yeah. different no. time now too, guys. It's not. Yeah, well, I don't know that the world was actually different. I think our perception of the world was different. No, the world but... is different. There's a lot more shit happening out there that we don't, you know, there's all these attacks. I still, yeah, anyway, I still could have been hostile. I'm just putting it, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is months, this is literally the month before 9-11. So, things were happening. Things were brewing. Okay. The world was happening. Okay. Okay, anyway, continue. Yes, and at, when I went, yes, there was, I don't think there was internet or internet was still pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was that long ago and there was definitely, I think there were car phones, which right. I had several of, but no no cell phones. Anyhow, um, we went to Amsterdam and when we came out of the train station, this guy approached us and he was like, hey, I have a hostel that's on a houseboat in, you know, on one of the main canals in Amsterdam. And we were like, ooh, 
great strange man let's follow you back to your you know dungeon or whatever oh, god so yes we did cue so, liam neeson yeah. <laughs> yes exactly Q, you're about to be in a window it's yeah, um right yeah right so anyway he turned out to be normal there was no dungeon he in fact did have a houseboat on a major canal in the middle of amsterdam that had been transformed into a pretty cool hostel so all of that was fine so we stayed on this boat the problem was that at least at that time, I don't know what it's like now, but the canals in Amsterdam were like filthy sewers. Yeah. And so yeah. I was sleeping in a sleeping bag on a bunk on this boat and woke up in the morning and had the only thing showing was my face. And it had been feasted on by these <gasps> pestilential like canal mosquitoes. Oh, so it looked no. like I had kind of extreme cystic acne because these bites were on every bit oh, of my God. face. And they were big, they were red, they were itchy, and they lasted for three weeks. <gasps> and so for pictures? the whole... Re- I, no, no oh, yes, I'm sure did. I do. Yes, but for the entire rest of the trip, I walked around with these bright red huge bumps all over my face from the Amsterdam. This is a woman who is on a primetime TV show, people. (laughs) Yeah. And how far yeah. into the vacation were you? You're... It was it was basically the whole rest of the time. That's oh, insane. God. I had this all over my face. Yeah. It was great. Okay. That's yeah. terrible. That's all right. That's the worst. That's, that's a pretty good bad. worst vacation. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. still I'm you know, yeah, I'm sure people have dealt with way worse, but, <laughs> but no, 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 it wasn't cute. How's that? No, that's I would have been freaked out. I'm not good with bugs, period. Worst I'm trying oh. Worst holiday. Worst. Ho- oh, as in Christmas or Thanksgiving yeah. or something like that. Hmm. That's another. That's a good question. Well, um, <laughs> it's hard to say one particular one, but um, <laughs> oh, my <great>. mom. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my mom, may she rest in peace, she passed away in 2009, but my mom had a funny thing where she would, even as broke as we were, she had to make sure that we had this amazing Christmas every Christmas. So she would go, and it was just me and my sister, those those were the only kids in the family, but she would go crazy and she would buy a bunch of just piles of presents. I mean, I remember... When you would walk in, you know, after Santa came on Christmas morning as living in Spanish Harlem, cockroaches running around everywhere, whatever, there was still there was a pile of presents. It was like Daddy Warbucks, Richie Rich, whatever you want to call it. Huge piles of presents every time. But then and she would put it all on credit cards and then deal with paying for it later because she wouldn't let us not have this, you know, palatial, fabulous Christmas. But then she would sit there being, looking at all of it, thinking about the debt, thinking about it all being on credit cards, and she would get super just anxious anxious and stressed out. And she was always freaked out every Christmas, even when we were no longer in that situation. I think it was just what Christmas was for her. But anyway, she was very glamorous, my mom, Mm -hmm. very kind of leggy and, and glamorous and everything. And Always and she, in some sort of like 1980s fur, like a cigarette. <laughs> always, oh yes, always with the cigarette. She was one, of, you know, she was of that time. She smoked for probably 50 years, but anyway, she'd be sitting there in like her nightgown with the long legs, you know, and she had these beautiful hands, like very long fingers, and and she would sit there just staring at us, opening all these presents, smoking, and then at some <laughs> point she would go, 
Well, enjoy it, because pretty soon we're going to be in debtor's prison. (laughs) (laughs) She would tell you guys that? Yes. (laughs) (sighs) She sounds like, your mom sounds like she belongs in the movie of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, a feature. I'd give yeah. her a feature. No, I could yeah. Totally, she has I'm a great like, story. Just picturing her just by the way you describe her. <laughs> she sounds amazing. Yeah. She, she was great. Did she have that smoker voice? No. She really I don't know how because she did smoke for 50 years, but no, she, she did finally quit. Eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but no, no, she no, she had a she, she was a model. She's very beautiful. Um but yeah, she had quite a quite a life, quite a story. <laughs> That's a good crystal. That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. I have one last thing I want to ask yeah, you. Go ahead, Christian. Um, say something. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to tell the story, but I do. I do remember there being a story about, and I can't remember what the circumstances of the audition were. But there was a letter that was written. Did you send a letter to some oh. casting? Oh yes. You know what? Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. So Started from the beginning. this is, I feel like, the pre-law Stacy, the 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 Stacy that like didn't know she wanted to be a lawyer this yet. Is art history Stacy? No, this was during my two dads. Actually, that's how long ago this oh, was. Okay. okay. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Um. So I booked my two dads, and my very very best friend was a girl named Devin. She still is one of my best friends. Shout out to Devin Odessa out there, um, who has you would many know of her, her own from um, my so called life. Yes. Oh yes. Many other things. I think yes. she did a sh- an episode of Step by Step. Yeah, I think yeah, she I'm sure did she did. Yeah. Her? She's a great actress. <laughs> I wish. No, but we did share a bed together in London. That's that's for a different story, a different okay, time. Yeah, another wait. it's another time. It's another time. Different different story. But <laughs> I do um, love Miss Odessa. Yes, she's a beautiful girl and a great actress. But anyhow, um, so yeah, so we were best friends. Um, we met actually when I was eleven. She was twelve and a half, I'm just saying. Um <laughs> but anyhow, so then they wrote the part of the character on my two dads, her name was Nicole. So Nicole was going to have a best friend and these producers, I think because I talked about her all the time, um, they named the best friend character, Devin. Oh yeah. And Devin was auditioning for the part. And, um, there was another mom who was like, Oh my God, they're just going to give this part to Devin because she's already, you know, my best friend in real life, they've named the character after her. They're just going to give her this part. And at some point, the producers got like all these, they started getting letters saying, you know, Devin is a really bad influence on Stacy. And they were seen like in a car with boys or something. I don't know. Just trying to make it out like Devin was this slightly, you know, at the, you know, slightly older kid who was a bad influence. None of it was true. I was not allowed to be in a car with a boy even in high school much less at age 12 like there was no way none of it was true but ultimately um Devin did not get the part they changed the character's name to Shelby um and she didn't get the part but for a moment there she and I had this dream that we were going to be on the show together it didn't happen That's so weird yeah. poor Devin um but isn't there another story with an agency I don't know. I was thinking with that it was a, I actually think it was like a casting thing, but I think you had written, I, I remember you telling me you had written this letter and you were like so pissed at something that this casting agency had done 
And then you showed it to your manager and your manager's like, I don't think we should send it. <laughs> and you were like, fine. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it was ever actually sent. Oh, I think it was to a publicist. Oh, it was to a publicist. Yeah. My manager and I went around and I think it was after Step by Step and we were kind of looking for like, oh, maybe, you know, kind of get things going, get a publicist. Um, and we met with this woman and she just... She just kind of went off in this meeting. She, I don't know. Yeah, she was just like, she just basically said, like, you have no career. You oh, some of these publicists, I think, by the way, most of them are on something. I think publicists so are, many strange meetings. Oh. But you're not talking about your publicists. In no, not now. Well, just be clear. But no, for the most part, then. they're not. It's it's a weird breed of people i think i don't know well, it's just know. strange it's that a not... publicist would say that to you like what are we going to do for you and this was a meeting right. to like where yeah we were going to maybe hire her company and she just kind of yeah she just went off and was like you know your expectations are unrealistic like you ha you have no career if you think that you know i'm going to be able to somehow do something like what do you think is going to happen she I had a just very similar meeting with somebody off yeah yeah and so i wrote i wrote her this letter where i was just like yo <laughs> You know, um, and then, yeah, and then showed it to my manager and he was like, mm, how about we don't send that to her, which What's is probably the wise What's thing I would never remember. I, I don't remember, honestly. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was sounds, not sent. But you had that meeting, too? I had a very similar, I wonder if it was the same person, but she was like a big publicist, like represented a lot of big people. And I remember I was looking for someone and I was set up with her and like two others, right? And you go and you have these meetings and you basically say like, oh, I have this stuff coming out and this is what I'm looking to do and this is how I want to change my career and, you know, and, and can you help me? And these people are not cheap. They're actually oh my extremely God. expensive. So expensive. And some of them are, you know, blow a lot of smoke and say, oh, yes, we'll be able to do this and this and this and that and they can't do anything. And then they, they do exactly nothing. Um, and then there are people who are normal and are very good at their job, like the woman I work with now, and she's very realistic and what her expectations are, and she works really hard. And then there are these weird people in between who, like the meeting I had, basically came in guns blazing, told me how nobody I was, how she could barely do anything for me, like what was I doing sitting in her office? She said that? Yeah. She's like, I don't even know how, like I don't really know why we we're having this meeting <gasps> because like maybe I could get you in like an Us Weekly, but like that's a huge maybe and like we, I don't even do that. That's like so beneath me. Like that's not even how I work and like talk like this to me, <laughs> talk down to me like this. Oh my God. When I left, I felt so terrible about myself and then she called my manager and was like, I mean, I would work with her. Oh my God. But it's going to be like five grand a month. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I was so <laughs> mad after that, after she made me feel so terrible What's her and name? small. And then, like, come back around and said she would work with me. And I said, Do you understand the meeting that I just had with this woman? Like, that's psychotic. That's actually psychotic. I think, well, she's, so, it's interesting. I think she's on something. It's especially interesting with publicists, especially in this day and age, is that celebrities and actors and performers pretty much create their own content. And with the way that social media is set up, with Instagram, the Snapchat, the Facebook, mm -hmm. the all the of the 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 stories. Yeah. The stories now that you got to, all these damn stories you got to make. I mean, you're producing your own fucking life film, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you would think that a publicist is like because now you are you're all doing these, a lot of the things you're doing everything yourself <laughs> like your shit's what's getting it in the mat. You know, what I mean, I mean, my best friend's a celebrity, right? 
she posts a picture of her and her kid or her by herself in, on Instagram, it's in Us Weekly. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's not, I don't need your... Like back in the days yeah. when they would be like curating these pictures yeah. and then like you yeah. know, trying to get them out to the different outlets or, yeah. you know, because there was no online. There was no, there was nothing. My brother created his career based on Snapchat. I know. We're drinking the champagne. We're drinking the champagne. What do you mean? He has a line of champagne? No. He no. just loves a certain champagne and I stole it from his bungalow at Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> uh, cheers, everyone. You're welcome. Cheers. Happy yes, Easter. Cheers. Fancy. That is fancy. I love that. Um, He'll be at Coachella. Next week, if you want to see him, everyone, mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. <laughs> Lean back. That's that's your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, Major Key. Major, Major Key. Major Key. Oh, I love that guy. It always comes back around to Khaled, doesn't it, Stephen? Yep. Yeah. Pretty Aww. much. Story of my life. <laughs> I yeah. do love him. Yeah, you might be um, prosecuting him soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Okay. I'd like to just be drinking the if champagne. If you do, I'm happy to be a witness. Oh, don't no, don't get in. You just want to be inside of a courtroom so bad. I, know, I love the courtroom. Uh, I, I told you I have win. an obsession. Let's talk about your favorite courtroom dramas. Oh. All right. Oh boy. I mean, are you a Law and Order person? No, not no. I have I've kind of missed that boat, but um, but yeah, I've been listening to Sword and Scale. I love all the audio when they get the original audio, you know, whatever mm. the nine one one call, the I the love the nine one interrogation, the interview. Yeah, <sighs> Nancy Grace, I miss I her so much. She, okay, she's um. I loved as we were talking about before all the OJ stuff, both the documentary and the drama. Loved that and could yeah. not get enough of it. Sarah Paulson is so good as I Marcia love her. Clark. I love looking at her. I love everything about her. I love her voice. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the depositions alone, I could watch depositions all day long. Depositions? Yeah, like those those film depositions of like OJ of like oh. what, what we didn't know. Yes, like when they were doing the civil part of it, you oh, okay. had to sit through a deposition. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? What just happened? I was freaking out. Yeah, I love a deposition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stephen's writing that one down. I, I yeah. love a deposition and all the Discovery ID show. Yeah, there's I, that I Casey Anthony. Love are you watching the case? I'm I'm on episode three. Wait, where where episode. where can you find that? ID. Oh, Discovery see, ID. We don't have ID, we don't have TV. Oh, what are you God. talking about? I know. It's that not is re- the worst life ever. Well, here's the problem is that I love TV and that if I had TV, I would watch twelve hours of TV Your a day. Husband I wouldn't is be in the here industry. right now. I would be watching, I know, watching Discovery I'd be ID. staring at like a commercial or an infomercial, just mesmerized. <laughs> like I'll watch anything. It's really bad. It's extreme. So we can't have cable because I yeah, I will stop functioning and just watch TV and do nothing. No, else. I know that, but when did you stop watching TV? It's been years. I mean, we uh, haven't had okay. TV in the house school. like okay, ever. I get it, but then it doesn't explain. And not trying to bring it back, but how the hell do you know Major Key and like DJ Khaled? Like, well, how, because okay, how do you well, I listen to the... music, so I know who DJ Khaled is. <laughs> I know, and but I don't listen. To I his saw music. him. So, I saw him on the new Chelsea Netflix show. Oh, is he on that? He was on. He did a thing. I think. She oh, was... he's like his her report. He does some right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he'll mm-hmm. do like a Major Key. You know, yeah, and he yeah, talks yeah. to Chelsea, whatever, and I watch her show. Yeah. So I saw him on that. I saw his whole shoe closet. Um, so now I feel like I know him. Right. Um, okay, that makes sense. Great. Right. Like, so so basically, I watch everything on the internet, but nothing that's on TV. So we don't have so does cable. Does ID or any... not have like a? You know what you can An get. App? Do you have AT and T? No. I'm talking about your phone. No. Your, your iPhone. Sprint. Okay. 
But you can oh, probably. You well, no, because oh. I think now AT and T for a now DirecTV. DirecTV yes, is they are. So you could get the app. Right. So I might lose DirecTV. Aha. Get the app and watch it on. Just Apple keep TV. the pop, okay? Just keep the pop. I got the pop. I know. Keep okay. the pop. Or maybe you can subscribe. You know, like on Amazon, you can buy an HBO subscription on Amazon. Right. And then right, you watch. Right. So I wonder if Pop has that. Well, and they're maybe... working it out right okay. now. You can see the first <laughs> Here we go. episode of Hollywood Darlings on poptv.com, uh, amongst a bunch of extras and bonuses. But I do believe they're working out whatever they're. There's got, is there an ID? Doc, is there is. Is there a, okay? Thanks. I don't know. I don't know. Is there? I don't know. A, is there? A, is, 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 is I can't. We speak. don't know if there's a Discovery ID app. Yeah. Is there or a? I don't know website. But I've you watched, have to watch the Casey Anthony because I do. They interview the mom and the dad. Oh my god. I can't. All right, I'll have. I'll, I'll buy it. There's I'll find whole, it somewhere. You can come over and watch it. We get okay. it. I'll tape it. There's a whole thing where one of the uh, defense attorneys who used to work for Jose Baez. Yeah, I know the attorneys' names. They um. He, I guess, in the when they brought her after she got acquitted mm-hmm. or just served the actual um, misdemeanor charges, um, she had to go back because she was being sued by Zenaida Gonzalez, the the, the remember the nanny. Well, it wasn't really the nanny. The she quote just unquote, picked, she right, just picked right. Zanny the nanny. She just picked Zena, you know, she picked that name out of the air. Um, so there was a whole another lawsuit, you know, but she filed bankruptcy or whatever. But one of the defense attorneys was saying, and it's all in the court documents that he that she was paying Jose Bias through sex. And oh, there's a whole. You got to watch this special. You haven't watched this yet. No, I haven't. Okay, yet. Okay, it's three episodes. Hmm. It's. I'm sorry. It's there's good. been a lot of things I've been trying to get through. You that you have. Get, I'm in Jungle Town on oh, Vice you, right now. Yeah, Vice Land. You watch Vice, the Vice Land. Land. I'm and, watching the Jungle Town. You're liking it. Yeah, I like it. Okay. These people are trying to create a town in Nicaragua, and they're all like millennials, and they're all like, "This is amazing. We're going to create a town. <laughs> it's like, it's I miss sustain- my family. Everything's sustainable. Everything's sustainable. We're just but like it's learning really not. They're buying other. Jif peanut butter. And, it's like, yeah, and then they get like down a, there, and it becomes like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it's like crazy. Oh, <laughs> it looks kind of great. Interesting, Stephen. You got to get into the jungle town. He's writing it down right now. Um, let me just ask you uh, yeah, both sorry. another question. I know it's completely off topic, but. I guess it is like a worst murder ever. Um, <laughs> what do you think ultimately happened with John Benet Ramsey? Oh, I'm dying to know. Ooh, okay. So did you you watch yes. that special? I did yes. watch or it. the series yeah. of specials. Mm-hmm. Yes, boy. I mean, mm, they now look. Did they have an answer, and were they working towards an answer? Maybe. I mean, they they presented, I thought, a very solid case that it was the brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the brother was how old at the time? It's like, what, 10? 10? Yeah, I don't think the brother did it. Now, do I, I mean, do I don't know. I wasn't there. I have no idea if he did it. Is it possible that he picked up that mag light and just... Like any kid could do this and have no intention to kill, no intention to even. I think it was an accident. I think. Okay, but if it was an accident, his parents are. uh, His parents aren't like. If it was an accident, they're not going to hide it. Do you know what I mean? No, I think they would hide it. I think some people would. would. I think they. I think because they. There. I think there are certain parents. Not so much that, but I think there are certain parents that, you know, a horrible, awful, horrific accident happens. Right. 
maybe he hit her over the head, maybe whatever it was, maybe he got scared and like ran upstairs, didn't tell them she ended up dying. Like whatever the circumstances were, the fact of the matter is if they were honest about what they really thought happened, there's a stigma a lot of times in small towns and they maybe they were scared that it was going to follow him around his entire life. Hello, it's followed the entire family yeah. around. Their entire Did you life. Watch and the, the Dr. Phil special on it? No, I didn't was, see yeah, that. Yeah, what part. was he like with he the Dr. He interviewed the kid. He I know. interviewed the brother and the brother yeah. was so weird on there. Yeah, I mean but think also what kind of state you're in. It's the middle of the night. It's what Christmas Eve. Your six-year-old is... I feel like you're doing an opening. <laughs> Go ahead. That's your six-year-old, though, is dead. Yeah. Yeah. What... How are you making any kind of rational decision? You're not. I mean, if they did if they did that, if he had done it, and if they decided we're just going to cook up this whole thing and say someone from the outside, that may be a decision that they regretted forever. But they were in no state of mind no. to make any decision. No. I mean, it's, they were probably completely out of their minds I mean, the with whole, grief. Like, like, you know, the, the writing of the letter. And then wasn't when they were like, they saw that there, it had been maybe like, started over it was all these weird words that were used in movies i mean and wait, strange lines speaking of trials and what's his name i think is about to go back on trial um for making a murder no um what's his name who they did that whole documentary and he left the audio on in the bathroom oh oh the jinx right? the jinx yeah, that was a fascinating documentary. Did you, you saw that, right? Wait, is that the one where they're off trying to develop new drugs out in the jungle? Is it? Is that the one? No, this uh, is the one where he basically he's the he's that New York. Um, he's from like kind of like a like a high profile high society family, and his brother's like a like a financial guy. Anyway, he had a, they had a lot of money growing up. Um, he ended up marrying this woman. She ended up like going missing. There was a whole thing like back in like the late seventies about this disappearance of the wife. He basically, no one ever found her, whatever. He goes off, lives his life, starts some, some brand new life somewhere else. And, um, he ends up like, like being like roommates with this guy, ends up killing him gets away then with gets it. like gets away with it then it's like on the lamb for a while like it goes on and on no, you've it was never a- seen this documentary no i oh keep God. hearing about it okay listen to me gotta see it tonight <laughs> you've got i'm not like i'm not even ju- like i i it you okay stacy Okay. And the staircase too. That's one of my other favorite What's ones. What's that? Oh one? my god, the, the staircase. staircase. You guys, the staircase. I know we're so off topic right now, but listen, the staircase was the thing like one of the first true crime murder documentaries I've ever they actually there's a show right now with John Lithgow, which is like based on the staircase. It's a it's the um the comedic version. It's called Trial and Error. It's actually yeah, playing I saw right the, now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's kind of based on the staircase, but it's a it's a really interesting documentary. You can buy it on iTunes. It's like an eight part thing and i have to talk to you about it when you're done because there's alternate theories about what really happened <gasps> oh my god there. all right i'll so, have to now have yeah. you seen letters to zachary okay now <gasps> oh, it's a great one great one it's a documentary i'm pretty sure you can get it on netflix but it's letters about okay. this couple they're both doctors they meet they have a son and it you, I won't say anymore, but okay. it's I'm watching you that need tonight. to see it, and don't don't read any spoiler alerts. Okay. Just are watch you it. watching Real Housewives of New York? Okay, no, no that's okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, Bethany Frankel. <laughs> 
How do we just transition from murder to Bethany Frankel? No, but I feel like I do because I listen to a podcast where the hosts watch it all the time. So they'll always do a big Housewives discussion. Oh, I I know what that podcast is. um, For for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that down, Stephen. Um, uh, I feel like this whole last part of this podcast was just like a ploy because I just really want to talk about murder on my favorite murder. Well, no, Can I think I'm just curious. Are you I'd going to? Anyway. I will let them know. Like lo, lawyer wise, let's get back to your work, right, for a second. Do you? Um, do you have a team? Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, on a do you, team. Like, do you? Work, do you? Are you? Do you like, have like assistants attorney? and interns that can just run and fact check for you? I wish that were the case. God, no, that sounds glamorous. I was in a unit before where we had law clerks and the law clerks, they're law students and they were great. They would, you know, you're in some kind of disastrous situation and they could kind of swoop in and save the day and they're there with you helping you. I just you. want to be able to like say the word, Sam, get me the state versus California 1972. Yeah. <laughs> Stat! <laughs> you know, <laughs> like no. somebody runs in with like a whole like law, like. Uh, that would be awesome. But as prosecutors, it's real boots on the ground. Yeah. There's not a lot of highfalutin assistants or secretaries or I mean you you basically do everything yourself all your fact checking and all your things yes I mean people commonly like serve witnesses and victims with subpoenas themselves I mean it's wow crazy <laughs> yes have you had to do that yet I haven't. That's that's discouraged. That's discouraged oh, because okay. it can I be very dangerous, dangerous. I was going to do say, that. yeah. Um, normally people with badges and guns do okay. that <laughs> um, after running their rap to see if they're violent and dangerous. Have so you, you should not be threat? a prosecutor in your little suit zipping around town serving right. people. Generally frowned on. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Wow. Worst case ever. Oh, God. Where do I begin? So many bad ones. Do you mean bad as tr- in terms of... Um, bad facts like bad things done to people or do you mean bad as far as hardest to take to trial hardest to take to trial ooh um uh, basically any any time you have an older person who's charged with a crime that has that has not been good for me. Um, <laughs> maybe other people can convict the elderly, but uh, it doesn't seem to work. Uh, juries uh, so far, uh, in my experience, have not wanted to convict an older person. Yeah, really, because of yes. the age. I think that yeah, I think that has to be a part in it because yeah, it's it's been a common thread in unsuccessful prosecutions of mine that older defendants, yeah. elderly. They're and not what, feeling what, that. Okay, so then what's the worst case case that you've had to do? Without saying, obviously, just saying what it was about. The worst facts. Yeah. Um, the hardest one was a chi- there was a child. It was a child abuse case, child victim. He came in and testified. Um, he had to because he was the victim. Um, he, the defense attorney, um, now his client, I'm a prosecutor, just for, so we make this clear. I don't know if it's been clear in our conversation so far or not. So the defense attorney that was defending him in this trial, um, his client had admitted it. He admitted what he did, and he admit, and it's on videotape. Mm-hmm. It's he confessed, right? Um, but then he proceeded to cross-examine this child victim in such an aggressive, 
over-the-top way, made the kid cry repeatedly for no reason. Your guy confessed. What are you doing? Like, at the very least, you would think as a defense attorney in that case, you would just be trying to lessen a sentence. Uh, uh, Well, if it's going to trial, you got to I mean, the guy confessed, so... But to do this in front of a jury, now keep in mind, one of the jurors was a fourth-grade teacher... She said in voir dire, so both sides are questioning the potential jurors beforehand. um, It came up, I think I had asked, like, have you ever had, have you ever become aware that one of your students was being abused? Um, And she said, yes. And I said, and I said, and what was your reaction to that? And she said, I was heartbroken. She used the word heartbroken. And he kept her on that jury. And for you, you're kind of like, great absolutely right yeah yeah and so when he was going after this kid (gasps) to know that she is sitting there watching him do this and this kid is right in the age range of her students and this was a biting case of an uh, the kid was bitten oh god um which is you know on the thighs it's weird anyway um and to know that she's watching him go after this kid and go after this kid and they already know that this guy confessed what what was he doing i mean it was the it was the worst day i have had in the profession so far yes they convicted him but that's the only time i have cried at work as an attorney like i went out yeah i went out there we had a victim advocate who was there with the the father and the kid and we were keeping them in a room you know kind of behind the courtroom and it was just me and the victim advocate in this kind of little anteroom in front of the courtroom and i just lost it i just i was just so mad that he would do that for no reason and put this kid through this after what he's already been through that I just, it was like Ren and Stimpy so where the tears weird. like come squirting yeah. out. Right. I was just like, ah, I just want to kill him. I wonder what I, it was like if he was trying to make him like, I don't know, like snap to where you would, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm, I'm also curious about the relationship between the prosecution and the defense. For instance, I sat through the OJ trial. Like I actually, for those of you who didn't know, I went into the courtroom and saw it live. Yes. Um, but what I noticed, like you saw, when we were watching it on TV, because, you know, it was it took over daytime TV. Like they stopped airing soap operas and just was airing the OJ trial. And when you watch it, it looked like Marsha Clark and Cochran or Shapiro. They like were always like, you know, hating each other, hating each other. When I was there live. It was like that, and then when they would take a recess or whatever, they'd be like, "Oh, so what do you got for lunch?" It was like really strange. Is that how? Is that for real? Like, do you maintain relationships with like people that you know? I guess you see them. I mean, is it like a game almost? Like, Like, I won this, you won this kind of thing, or? Uh, I mean, look, it should be like. You know, the cartoon where you have the coyote and the sheepdog and they're walking to work together and they both have the lunch pail and they're laughing and joking. And then they each punch the clock and then they start chasing each other and killing each other. And then they punch out and they walk home and they're friends again. That's really that is how it should be. But, you know, sometimes and you have some are are great to work with and are very collegial and very professional and they don't get you know, personally entangled in the case. And then others are just, 
Step by step, here we go. Step by step. (laughs) Let me take you on a ride, journey, jury, step by step. Yeah, yeah. Others just won't, they just won't do it, that you can't be friends. Well, I also look at it from a defense perspective, let's say. I would want to maintain a good relationship with the prosecuting attorney because if it ever comes to pleading, I would think I could deal better, I could make a better deal with them. I think the smart ones are they they work with us well. They're they're nice to us. We're nice to them. We have a relationship. We have a friendship, and then they end up getting more for their clients because yeah, you are cordial. You, you have a good relationship with this person. You, you want to work with right. them. You want to give them a break if you can. And I think the ones that aren't as smart or they just they just hate a prosecutor for being a prosecutor so much that they. You know, I think ultimately a lot of those people do end up hurting their clients. So anybody out there who's going to hire a defense attorney, boy, please meet with them in person and find out what they're really like. I, I see people come to court so often they don't know who they they can't they recognize who, who their attorney is because they've never met them in person. And they might not know that they're very aggressive, very hard to work with. They're mean to everybody. The court staff doesn't like them. And that all inures negatively to them, you know. Right. How can I get something expunged? Okay. <laughs> on that okay, note. it's a later story. All right. Um, <laughs> Stacey, thank you so much for coming thank on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my this god, this is so, so fun. Yeah, fascinating. Great. I'm fascinated. Like I get to I want to I want to sit through a jury selection. Have you never been on one? Never been on jury. How is it really? that I literally get called for jury duty like clockwork every 12 months and you never yes. Is it your name? I don't know. Oh you have a God. you have a license though, right? A driver's license. Driver's license. Because that's where they take it from. Is the DMV list? Is your driver's license California? Yeah. I don't get it. Your number will come up. I'm sure. I'm, now it will. I'm dying. To She's get gonna on a put jury. you in the rotation. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just dying please? to get on a jury. I mean, I don't. I want to go through the process. I really want to go through it. And I and I'll be completely honest. Whether I get selected or not, you know. I, but I just. It is fascinating. I mean, I, like I would have listen. First of all. If I ever get on a jury, I want to get on a jury like the OJ case because I want to be sequestered and I want to—I want the whole experience, right? <laughs> like I want the sequestered. You want the most hardcore jury yeah, I want experience the hard, there yeah, could possibly be. Well, because I'm thinking at the end of the day, book deal. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm gosh, thinking like shirts. Yeah, I'm like the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, you want to know what happened? I'll—I'll I'll tell you. Come on, Ryan Murphy, you want the whole story? Here it is. This is what <laughs> really happened. So now, Lakin, have you ever been on a jury? Uh, no, I got very close to being selected the last time. It got down. I, You know, you draw the random numbers when you actually go in for selection. Right. And I drew like 31 out of 32. So it got down to the very end. Um, I think they the last person they selected was number 30. Ooh. And I was 31. And they were like, thank you, everyone. We've selected our jury. The rest of you may go. Aww. And people were getting up on there and they were like, you know, I don't speak English. I hate law enforcement. Like there were so many people that you could just tell were lying. Actors. And the judge was having none of it. She was just like, mm-mm. Like she was like, <laughs> I saw you out there. You were talking just fine. I think you can understand everything that's going on in this courtroom. Let's try that again. What like, kind of was case not, was it? It was like, um, I think it was like uh, robbery. I think it was robbery or something. Mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah, because the, the the defendant was in the courtroom. There was something about like robbery, maybe a drug charge. Because they were asking everybody, "Do you have a history of drugs? Does your family have a history of drugs? How do you oh, feel about drugs?" Okay. And people, of course, then were like, "There was one girl who was like, I love drugs." Yeah. Then there was somebody <laughs> on there that was like, "My father was a drug addict. I had very visceral reactions to people who do drugs." You could tell she was just trying to get off. Uh, uh, I know. I know we're ending, but I have one quick question. Did Legally, I'm speaking legally. I'm not not morally, just professionally legally. Did the OJ verdict come out right? <laughs> legally, I mean, yeah. I mean, from I'm, when I say w- with all the evidence that was everything that was presented to the jury, was there enough reasonable doubt to make OJ Simpson? Ins- I'm just curious. Well, here's the thing. The way our system works, the jury is the trier of fact, right? So the jury actually, their job is to decide what happened. They decide what happened. So I think what that means is that every single time that they read, that any jury reaches a verdict, it comes out right because that is their job. They do decide what happens, whether it's right or wrong or whether it's a just verdict or not. That's that's our system. See, that's the whole thing about the system that freaks me out because this is where I get nervous about the jury being on a jury, is because reasonable doubt. Like, of course, there's going to be re- there could be reasonable doubt. Y- like, yeah, when I, like when I was watching the OJ trial, I knew he. I mean, this is my opinion, everyone. So don't OJ lovers don't go crazy. I, in my heart of hearts, knew he did it. Right? I was like, this man did it. But when they presented the case. I was like, okay, he might not have done There's a chance that he might not have done it. I know he did it, but there's a chance that he might not have done it. Now, how do I... Uh, I'm going to say not guilty. Ooh. I don't know. See, I... I, I just I, kicked you off my jury. I yeah. know. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of of the mind that, like... Yes, you're taking all the uh, the facts into consideration, of course. Is there someone else that could have dropped that glove behind Cato Caitlin's guest house? Is Could the glove have shrunk? Could there have been someone who owned one of those 14 pairs yeah, of gloves as a that, jur- that now, existed right, in the world? Christine, Maybe. But as a Do juror, I believe that as a person, as morally in my heart? Absolutely not. And I think as a person in my heart, there's a part of me that would look at all the facts and go, is this beyond a reasonable doubt? I don't think it's... Right. I don't think it's but not I'm reasonable. I'm saying what was presented to the jury. So now, okay, what you just said, could could a police officer who's possibly a racist drop a bloody glove at OJ behind Cato Kalen's house? I think it's house? possible. That's, Do I think it's probable? Right. But what I'm saying is, what, with, no. I, what I'm saying to you is with what the so I think jury that's what happened? Had heard. But, but see, I think that... Okay, you're the worst jury ever. Uh, okay. <laughs> but do I, I, I quit you. That's fine. I think... I'm think just you telling ha- you, I, I think you're right. He, right. But I'm saying what the jury I think heard. anyone could... But no one was there. You could always say, yes, maybe something else happened. That house but with, tour. But you have to take everything into consideration. When they did the house, house tour. tour. How did that happen? When they did that, that was, I'm like... So so awful. How did that the happen? The house tour. I was like, "What? What in the world?" And and I didn't know world. that until I saw the. No, me neither. But look, that jury instruction that talks about beyond a reasonable doubt. It says everything in life is open to some possible or imaginary doubt. Yeah, I've never and the, heard this. The yeah. other, th- and that is true. Everything is open to some possible or imaginary doubt. Right, and the, you you can only be a juror. 
if you didn't see what happened in this case. Otherwise, you would be a witness. So you're always going to have some kind of doubt because you weren't there. Okay, see, I need to you know You weren't this. there. I've never heard I've yeah. never been. I've never you know, they explain all of this to you when you, oh, okay. when you see, go to serve. That's important to me. I didn't, that's why I'm going, right. well, of course there's reasonable doubt. But it's also really difficult. I mean, I've been on two juries, and I remember one was criminal, the other was civil, so only one of them had beyond a reasonable doubt as the standard. The other one was preponderance. But I remember thinking in the criminal one that I didn't truly understand what beyond a reasonable doubt meant and I was bothered by that and now I know in my job it's very we're very limited as prosecutors in our ability to explain to the jury what beyond a reasonable doubt means because there have been a lot of convictions that have been overturned on appeal because the higher courts have disapproved of what exactly what the prosecutor said about reasonable doubt so now everyone just avoids it a lot of people avoid it they avoid talking about it um that's the first thing i would call it back into the jury i want to know what the reason what what are my well and that's the other thing is that you you as a jury then sit there and it's there's really nobody aside from whoever's the head of the jury who gets you know it's like don't i mean i think because i haven't been on the jury but there's one person within all of those those people that have been selected that is four person Mm -hmm. and you guys are having to figure that out amongst yourselves there's no legal person coming in and being like actually guys i just want to you have a question this is what it means there's no one doing that no there's not but you have the written jury instructions so you have and those are the law that is the black and white letter of the law then amongst you you can read it interpret those things right then you have to interpret it you can sit there and read it and then try to figure out what it means yeah i need that and i think this is where it gets so hairy because there's clearly sometimes your room is so divided and some people are like no but let me explain this is what the law means let me explain there are other people who are like i just don't get it well i'm just gonna say no because i just i'm kind of feeling yeah like that it's freaks no. me out too that's like freaky. I, I think that if it's something yeah. i really believe in i'm gonna be the one that fight that's like we're not going home until i'm because i'm not changing you know right. well, like, so you're a hanging juror is what is what you are then? Well, I don't know because if Maybe. I talk, if I I don't know. It depends on if I'm. Yeah, I mean, if it's something that I think is definitely yes, he's guilty or she's guilty or they're guilty or not or not guilty or not guilty. If it's something that I'm like, I'm not unless they can really convince me. But I'm not doing it because you want to go home. Like I'm not changing right. my mind because you want to go home, right? Right. And that's oh, that was the other problem with the OJ trials. That at the very end, these people had been sequestered from their lives for so long. So many of them were like, "I can't do this anymore. I'm going crazy." Right. You've let me list. You've let me watch like 87 episodes of Seinfeld on VHS. Like I Which, can't thank God, do this anymore. Speaking of TV, if you had it, Judge Judy or People's Court. Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, All right. this has been another great worst ever podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Thank you, you both so much for having me. I thoroughly oh, I enjoyed pee. it. Uh. Catch more of us. Follow us at Worst Ever PC on Twitter, yes. at Worst Ever Podcast on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook, and go out there and have some really terrible worst ever experiences. If you want to tell us about them, yeah. you can email us at Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.